What's happening, everyone? Welcome to Paranormies Present, the Nationalist Inquirer, your midweek dose of spook, conspiracy, and all things weird and or fun and or none of the above, also the fake and gay. I am Johnny Monoxide, alongside Reinhard von Krieger. What's up, dude? Uh, Reinhard von Krieger, what's up, dude? Oh, sorry, my, for some reason my mic muted. Anyways, no, uh, everything's going good. Just got home from work, uh, said hi to the family, and ready to talk about some, well, the usual. The usual. Yes, the usual. Also joining us, Jack <laughs> the Intern. Hi, Jack. Feels good being the puppet master of the greatest podcast on the internet. It is It is the greatest podcast on the internet. Thank you very much, Jack. Thank you for the reminder. And yes, for the reminder that Jack is, in fact... The master, master hind, the master hind. He's the master hind behind the butt, behind the brains, um, <laughs> behind the strings, behind the strings that pull the masks off of our hoods to reveal our yarmulkes. No, I don't know. Um, whatever, whatever they say about us, it's it's all true and none of it's true. So, welcome to the show. Also joining us after uh, not being with us for a while, Mister Astrofash. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey guys, uh, not much. Just uh, you know, nothing ever happens, right? <laughs> it's just uh, every week after week, it's been wild. Is it? Well, the yeah, no- nothing ever happens, but everything happens all the time. But literally, nothing ever happens at the same time. It's a weird sort of catch twenty two conundrum, um, Schrodinger's situation type thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> no- it's hard for things to happen when you know everything is just absolutely not real. Right. There is. There is that. I. Um, I was listening to um, my Apple music because, you know, I'm an Apple fag because MacBooks and, and audio products. But um, it skimmed through and like it was rotating through songs. And the second COVID episode came up on my music. I'm like, oh, no. And I never listened to old episodes. But I did for a second because, you know, COVID's <laughs> fairly relevant. It's in the news every single day. And man. Boy, were we right about literally everything. This was March 9th, I believe that episode came out. And we were talking about not taking Bill and Melinda Gates's toxin and the vaccine mandates and the lockdowns and, I mean, just everything. The only thing I was really, I cringed every time they said that, you know, we don't lock down the globe for cancer. We don't lock down the globe for diabetes. We said globe, like all of us said globe, like at least a cringe amount of times. Oh, oh, well, so at least once. Oh, it was bad. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure I said it just like that, where I said like four sentences in a row where I used the term globe. And emphasized it. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, we don't, you know, we don't shut down the globe for hammers because hammers actually kill more people than you know whatever you know what i mean one of those stupid gotcha things that people that the stupid 2a retards like to do yeah you know hammers kill more people than guns we should ban hammers <laughs> fucking waldorf and statler up in the up in the balcony with their 1911s <laughs> johnny was i on that episode the second one no it was uh, alt skull and dogbot i think it was like dogbot's second appearance on the show ever you were on one of the okay, yeah, episodes, I remember, yeah. I remember that one. That was good. Yeah, we had a good time. We had a good time. Um, 
Yeah, and everything like everything we said has absolutely come true or in some way, shape, or form. But apparently, when you say everything is fake and gay, you're bound to get something right. You know. What about everything? Yeah, right, right. What happens what happens when you get everything right? Then then you really just have to take a look at yourself and those people don't want to end up like the meme, you know, it's the the final panel of the dude sitting at the table like drinking, like, oh my god. <laughs> well, it's because that's where you end up. You know, it's I guess there's leftover copium from uh, from the Stop the Steal campaign and people are huffing that bit of last bit of copium that they stashed in the bottom of one of their um, fashy podcast mugs, you know, that they ordered off the off the Internet. (laughs) Well, you would think the copium would be running out, but somehow the supply, it just kind of ends up like bread and fish. It just keeps coming. Much like the farts, they uh the uh, content creators they listen to are huffing. It seems like a never-ending supply. Also, speaking of loaves and fishes, um, you know you t- you are referring to uh, Jesus and the the miracle of the loaves and the fish, right? Yes, I'm yes. not referring to Bill Gates and his grown fish, right? Well, you know that nigga made people tuna sandwiches, right? Like, what else? Yeah, do you do? What else do you do with fish and bread? You make tuna sandwiches, and everybody ate, and it was good. I know you don't like tuna sandwiches, but do you think do you think Jesus used mayo or Miracle Whip? Uh, neither. <laughs> Jesus doesn't use mayonnaise. And how does he make tuna salad? Jesus doesn't make tuna salad. What did he do with five loaves and three fishes? Uh, cut all the fish up and cut the bread up and fry up the fish over a fire. He made all right, so he made fish sandwiches. Either way. Sure. You need tartar just sauce. Not like, just not like gross tuna salad. Oh, stop it. Gross tuna salad. <laughs> tuna salad is delicious and nutritious. I'll do I'll do the little like like tuna packages or whatever. I I used to do those, but nah. Oh yes, yes. Reinhardt likes oh. his tuna extra processed. Yes. In the little foil packets. I said I used to. I know. And I'm then joking. I cut it all I'm, out. I'm joking. I know. You don't yes. I like my <laughs> I mercury straight out, out the ocean. Too. Yeah. What'd you say? Yes. I said I cut up like pepperoni and salami lunch meats too. That yeah. was a sad day. Nitrites and nitrite. Oh man, I know. Cutting out Ugh. the Italian meats, it's full of all that bad stuff, but they're so delicious. It's painful. Oh. It's yeah. like cutting it's like cutting out and getting down to like actual pasta. Hey. I have I have learned to love the carbonata noodles. Carbonata and uh, my wife and I will do spaghetti, but we use uh, spaghetti squash. Yes, actually, well, as yeah, the pasta. Yeah, we use the spaghetti Fantastic. squash, and we have a zoodler attachment for the KitchenAid. Makes these zoodles from the zucchini. Uh, God, and you guys are so cool. It's like a, it's a it's a gadget, it's a kitchen gadget. I don't know. I was on a I was on an ordering spree. I, I was on the KitchenAid website. I'm like, oh, they have all this. Stuff. I got I got like the. The sausage making attachment, which doesn't work because you need an industrial. Have you ever stuffed a sausage? Like, it's a difficult. It's terribly hard. T- yeah, it seems like it wouldn't be, but it's a very difficult task to do. And unless you have an industrial sausage maker, like even the good KitchenAid ones, like you know, a couple hundred bucks or whatever, they're still not. They're not made for making more than like a meal's worth of sausage at a time, really. Boy, the the feds must have had a field day with your internet history that one day. Yeah, they were like, he's either prepping 
opening a restaurant or I don't I don't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah. And you remember diapers too. <laughs> Race books, KitchenAid products, diapers. Right, right, right. Guitar picks. Siloom <laughs> sticks. He may be going to a rave. We're not sure. All right. That's true. You could could make use of the diapers there. The di- I was talking about the Siloom sticks. But okay. Oh, well. Well, too far there, Reinhardt. Anyways. 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 Ah, welcome back to the show, Astro. How you been? Uh, Not too bad. I I meant to come back uh, just in time for uh, Equinox, but I I missed it uh, by like a week or a couple weeks. Um, And and also, I didn't prepare any astrology (laughs) this time. Sorry again. Uh, there's just a lot to cover. I mean, I could do like, I should just come on once a month, I guess. Yeah, you should just come on once a month and do astrology stuff for us. That'll be fun. It'll be very fun. But what we do have, we do have some current event-ish type things. It being the Nationalist Inquirer. Um, I said last week on the... The beginning of the transhumanism episode, which, by the way, if you guys haven't checked out transhumanism part three, the black goo, it's um, was it uh, bug nap black goo straps? <laughs> Such bug a great episode, so much fun! What a meme! What a meme, Jack! Way to go, dude! Congratulations, bravo! Congratulations on creating the bug nap meme, Jack. Oh, that's right. Jack went out. Jack I gave Jack a break after we. Yeah, I, I was in, I was definitely impressed by the uh, the Black Goo episode. Um, you know, I have a little bit of knowledge of nanotech. I'm not so familiar with Black Goo. Uh, just a little bit. Um, I know a little bit about like Gray Goo, the idea of like self replicating matter or machines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you brought that up, Johnny, at one point in the episode. Yeah. Well, the programmable matter. Body. Well, the whole point of the, in, in some people's opinion, is that the nanotechnology that we have been seeded with over the years, coupled with the nanobots in the vaccine, and that will be assembling this, this nanoscopic um, neural net around your brain and your ner- nervous system, basically, and will link you up via like Wi-Fi, 5G, and probably Elon Musk's Starlink to the network, so that you can be jacked in permanently. It's literally the Matrix come to life, um, and you will become programmable matter at that point. Like you, as a human, will be programmable matter. Speaking of which. Um- uh, phone companies like AT&T, they are cutting off support for all non-5G phones. Um, AT&T's date is in February 2022, but they're they're pushing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So either- like I've always said, today on shit literally nobody asked for 5G. Right. Right. Nobody asked for 5G. Nobody asked for 4 LTE. 3G was fine. You know, and then the LTE came along and people, people nobody really noticed. It was like, oh, OK, whatever. And then, and I didn't bring this up on the show, but there was that one Verizon commercial for the Black Goo, and I can't remember which phone it was, but the guy plugged it in to his chest, like it, it plugged into his chest, and like the Black Goo then went through his body, and and it like it had all these um, 
different metrics of stuff that was like improving, kind of like the Lucy movie with um, Scarlett Johansson. Where, where right. She, yeah. And and as she as the percentage of her brain went up, the her abilities went up. Whatever, whatever. Same thing with the guy. With I believe it was like a tie into the Lucy movie, actually. Um, but that was a Verizon. You know, getting jacked into your phone and having the 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 goo. You know, and, and his eye, you know, it turned black and then and it's like, you know, system go or whatever. So there's a lot there's a lot to that, man. And it being everywhere in media, television, you know, movies, uh, music, Christina Aguilera, uh, Billy William Eyelash, um, all over Madonna's makeup commercials and Lady Gaga's t- television commercials. I mean, it's everywhere. And. There's something to it, and apparently, I mean, I guess it's real. I mean, it's, you know, I guess it's real. Uh, we're gonna have to do. Uh, Carlwood, Greg Carlwood from the Higher Side Chats did an interview with. Um, I I can't remember his name now. The Black Goo guy. Um, yes, the, with Harold. Harold, that's his name. With Harold Krauts. Harold Krauts. Thank you, thank you. He did it. Yes, he did a, a, an interview with Harold Krauts. I want to check out that higher side chat. Uh, I have been checking out the higher side chats a lot more recently. Greg Carlwood puts together a pretty decent show. Um, if it is, yeah, a little he does. Bit, if it is a little bit soft and to the left, but he is a stoner, so what'd you expect? You know, at least it's well done, and the people that he has, it it is nice listening to a show where it's just him and a guest, um, and the guest is allowed just to kind of to give their entire spiel. Yeah, it's it's not like one of those so, shows. He does where, a good job. It's not like one of those shows where the guest comes on and has to deal with three guys. Yeah, three guys who are constantly, you know, just shit posting, talking over each other all the time. And right, right, right. Yeah, I hate those shows. <laughs> those shows are terrible. Terrible. Wasn't, um, sorry to interrupt. The guy who did the higher side chats, I've, I've watched it a few times. Um, wasn't he friends with Tracy Twyman or something? Yes. Do you remember that? He did quite a few shows with Tracy Twyman, who just recently uh, died of, quote, cancer. Um, she was, I think it was on, around the time of Isaac Caffey's death. Wasn't yes. it a few years ago? Yep. Uh, he was 19. I think it was right when the COVID stuff first started getting. I think she was, Tracy Twyman was doing the uh, early exposing of the COVID agenda. Along with something else, and okay. yeah, I listened to the last interview um, a little while ago, and she was she was into some crazy, crazy stuff, some Jim Fetzer esque type stories. You know, Tracy Twyman always has those crazy stories, though. Ever since I right. first I first heard her on Freeman, the Freeman perspective, back in Jesus, like two thousand and like eight. Jeez, that's a name I haven't heard in forever, honestly. What? Freeman? We talk about Freeman all the time. Well, not that often. All right, all right, all right. All right, but yeah, so Tracy Twyman has been around for a long time. Yeah, and then she just recently died. Apparently from, you know, maybe a um, Michael Crichton-esque fast-acting cancer. You know, the pancreatic cancer just made him made Steve Jobs disappear. Who knows? Just like Dave McGowan. Right, right. I wrote the book on Laurel Canyon. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, Dave McGowan just disappeared yep. real quick with, with a cancer that just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, but Dave McGowan smoked like he got paid for it. Where do you think he got some of his information? Because I've heard from other people that Dave McGowan was put such level of detail into those books that he had to have had, you know, either he, I don't, I don't want to say he was making anything up. 
but he had to have some kind of access to what I've heard people speculate that it was like an op of some kind, maybe. I, I don't know if I not. believe that. I think he was a real guy. He was a contractor. and stuff. He, uh, he was like a general contractor at his day job. and stuff. Yeah. I think that David Cowan might have been like a useful idiot for the system, maybe. He could have been a useful idiot. Uh, he could have grown up as a blue pill, like useful idiot uh, who knew, who had connections or knew people who had connections, but never really put anything together until much later. That's possible. Yeah. He seems to have a lot of friends. He seems to know a lot of people that know a lot of things, you know, about like, especially, especially Laurel Canyon, you know, Laurel Canyon, like the moon stuff. um, The moon stuff seems to be a lot of uh, public record stuff that you just actually have to dig through to find. So, yeah, I'm guessing, I'm guessing he read, sorry, I'm guessing he read some like biographies and, you know, dug around and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, as much as he could, but he, he must've had interviews with people off the record or something because he had these stories about um, the Rand Corporation people. And yeah, Neocons I don't remember how... Had, like, a house up there where they would go and, I don't know, do God knows what, maybe smoke pot or something, you know. <laughs> He's got ties. He's know, got they're, ties they're, somehow. And I don't know exactly too, how. You know, we'll have to figure that. that out. We'll have to find out how he has ties. But he has ties somehow to all those people. Well, uh, plus, but it, you know, back before the advent of, as well, just the, um, the sheer, the benefits and the disadvantages of the internet... Of oh. which there are many of both. Um, I think it was a lot easier for someone like him to get into those public records. It's still easy to get into them, but people just don't pay attention. But going in, getting physical public records, uh, finding out names, and being able to track them down with any sort of you know effort that any journalist could have or could put towards it. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that was a bit of an advantage. He was able to go and talk to these people when he needed to. If they were available, yeah, that's yeah. And again, a lot. When a lot of those people are gone now, when Dave McGowan's gone, so yeah. And again, possibly by you know a dubious circumstance. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, did he? Can we say he blew the lid open on Laurel Canyon? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that. in as much as I mean, in, in, in as much as like it's blown wide open and, and anybody can can look at it and nobody cares. Like it's like you know, it's the meme of right. his face from uh, Newman from Jurassic Park. See, nobody cares. You know, right? We're exposing yeah, government totally secrets just... over here. See, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody you cares. Oh, so, um, I. I didn't live in Laurel Canyon technically, but I spent like a summer there, kind of when uh, I was really young. What, would you say you had my, boots on the ground? I had boots on the ground. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, boots on the yeah, definitely boots on the ground. Fa- uh, yeah, absolutely. Right All right, cool. Um, sorry, I was gonna say facts. Like, I would have, I would have not want, you know, I would have not wanted a- to talk to somebody who had boots on the ground actually in the area, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I you know. Uh, I was like six, and it was just basically uh, my dad's boss's house. But they they were connected. I mean, it was, you know, I don't want to say is, that is as close as anybody else's references to having boots on said ground. So that meme is now over. Sorry that I forced you to participate. No, no, but I, I want to tell you something. You know, facts on the ground. You've heard of that expression, right? Facts. Yes. That, that, I think the uh, the Israelis, I think, came up with that or something. Really. Because, like, you know, basically, yeah, they, because, you know, um, the legal situation there you know, internationally hadn't changed, but 
the facts on the ground had changed, just, you know, kind of like settlers. or uh, the, Yes, yes. The facts the occupied on the ground. Church, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And much like every other Jewish phrase, it means something other than what you think it does. I, I yeah, I learned that from a council on foreign relations person. Huh. <laughs> they like say facts on the ground. Yeah, I got, uh, sorry, uh, journalists too. Uh, not that I knew them that well, but yeah, they, they, um, you know how it is, like Jews. <laughs> I do. We do, yeah. Unfortunately, we do. What we do around here with our, um, well, all we do around here apparently is anti Semitic conspiracy theories. Um, and what was the other thing that we did, Reinhardt? What did they say we did? Uh, we spread conspiracy theories about Zog. Yes, Zionist occupied governments and anti Semitic conspiracy theories. That's right. Hang on, I, I screenshotted the paragraph about us. Okay. Uh, let's see. It focuses on racist conspiracy theories and paranormal activity. The anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that Jewish people control the world in the United States is operating under a so-called Zionist-occupied government, or ZOG. Are some of the many racist and anti-Semitic falsehoods advanced in the show by its host, John E. Monoxide? Yes. John E. Monoxide. Thank you. Yes. Don't John talk to my e. middle name. What? Can I get a... Can I get a source on this? What is what are you reading? Uh, it's the newest. Um, it's it's the newest hit piece by that uh, by that hate group, the um, the Southern Poverty Law Center. Oh shit! Yeah, they okay. did like a four part, like four article series, and yeah, they they mentioned us. They showed all of like our. They showed all the different TRS hosts and everything. They were basically. I yeah, gotta check it out. They're basically shitting on TRS again. Thanks for the traffic. And it was funny. Yeah. It was no agenda. Adam Curry from no, from no agenda was like, well, now I got to listen to these shows. Thanks SPLC. I got new content. So you have remember plenty of content with us. Maybe the founder of the SPLC Morris D's had a step down. Oh yeah. Uh, I think, wasn't it? You remember that, right? Yeah. Cause he was like having sex with his wife's down. daughter or something. Two years back. He was he was buying vibrators for his stepdaughter or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he was doing. Yeah, it was some sort of. But it, it, what do you want me to do, Goy? I mean, yeah, she needed the vibrator, and uh, she wasn't old enough to go into the uh, marital aid store. What did you want me to but, do? But uh, I've I've always wondered if Morris D's and Rick D's for, of like Disco Duck American fame, Top and then, Forty like, uh, radio hosts. Yeah, totally. Rick D's and the American Top Forty. I've always wondered 40. if they're related because they're from the same town. It has to be. There's no way they're not, dude. There's no way the radio Rick D's, the look, Rick yeah, D's, yep. yeah, has to be. If they're not, they like I don't they care. They are. They Absolutely, are. yeah. I am saying they are, whether they are or not. That's it. Um, but more, yeah. Well, also there was also um, who was the guy Steve Gersnack or whatever from? No, who was the guy from from the SPLC that had the uh, the um, the white American population numbers as they declined, the declining numbers on like a. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't remember their name, but yeah, that that's I'm sure there's thousands of people like that now. Well, yeah, there are now, but there's the one picture and uh, Hoob caught it and and put it on the Twitter and it got it it did the viral thing and got very big. Mark Potok, I believe it was. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going off the top of my head. I might be lying. I might be thinking of somebody else, but I believe his name is Mark Potok. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what, dude? My memory has 
has not been as bad as it usually is. Like, I mean, you know, we make jokes about the molestation of some lady, but um, that doesn't happen as much as it used to. Um, and honestly, I've been doing the ashwagandha, uh, the lion's mane mushroom, and um, the stuff from On It called Alpha Brain. I know I don't like to shill like Toe Rogan's stuff, but it's like got everything that you can buy separately to put into it. Uh, Reinhardt, remember the guy from the, the Tennessee pool party that was into all the um, nootropic stuff? Yes. Yes. He recommended that if you yeah, if you if you don't make your own cocktail of nootropics and he gave a list, he's like, dude, this the stuff from on it is actually quality. Like that's the one thing they do. It's a little expensive, but it's actual quality. But yeah, I have actually noticed a difference in my being able to remember things. And it might be well, that's good. Might be placebo effect and I'm, you know, making my own neuroplasticity or maybe, you know, the special mushrooms are working. And not those special kind that are legal in the state of Oregon. Not the kind that Greg Carwood apparently likes to pick from the picture that I posted in Skype. Yes. Those oh, it's in the other chat. <laughs> you put it in the wrong chat. You know, magic yeah. mushrooms are kind of interesting because usually people that kind of, I don't want to say have bad karma or whatever, they almost always have bad trips. And generally, I mean, I don't want to like stereotype, but it's it, you know, I'm not like pr proposing anyone do uh, hallucinogenic, but uh, psilocybin, I've never done Anamina Mascara or whatever, but um, the other one, which is like the Alice in Wonderland, the red and dot, uh, red and white polka dot one. But, um, and that's, I think, native to Europe or all around the world, something like that. It's got a wide distribution. Psilocybin. Oh, the Smur yeah, the one that looks is, like um, the Smurf houses. Really? Yes. It's super effective. I mean, you know, as much as George Soros is like, you know, you could say he's a uh, whatever, you know, whatever you want to say about him. I think he's honestly above the level of Jew, you know, kind of because he's um, Israel hates him. I think he's banned from Israel sometimes he is. like in the past well, uh, decade. Yeah, but he's he's yeah. a system plant put there specifically for everybody to hate. Like, right. You know, the Jews don't like him because he turned Jews into the Nazis. The Israelis don't like him because of that. There's. Uh, the the Nazis don't like him because he's a Jew. We don't like him because he's a Jew. Like, there's all kinds of. Everybody has a reason to not like all the way around to not like George Soros, and that is the the part that he plays well in the system. And his son, by the way, his son is going to take over for him so as soon as as soon yes, as the dad. They, they play the part of the hereditary boogeyman. Yeah. There's got to be a boogeyman, and George Soros is it right now. He's the one that, if you talk to any conservaderp anywhere, they're going to tell you that it's you know it's George Soros funded Antifa. It's those it's but, those but, fascists at Antifa. They're getting funded by that Nazi George Soros, Jew. I, to be to be uh, fair, I've never actually seen any paper trail of that, and of course there wouldn't be a paper trail if he was funding stuff like that, but. You know, the official Soros Foundation, it's called Open Society Foundation, I think. It's like basically its own intelligence agency, kind of, or like the Ford Foundation. It's a basically it's kind of like the Ford Foundation, which is CIA. So Soros is kind of like a cutout for intelligence or, or whatever, you know. And basically he does, um, let's see, uh, decriminalization of marijuana, of psychedelics. Um, and it's for a good cause. I mean, they're trying to do it for PTSD and stuff. You know, in theory, it could be good. Uh, but they're moving on to like ketamine for depression. I don't know what that works or well, uh, what. See, the thing uh, is with what all else that, are they doing? Um, with all sex, of that stuff, sex worker decriminalization. But basically, it's like 
kind of global homo type stuff, but also probably transhumanist type stuff too. It's part of global homo yeah. that you don't really think about when you think about global homo because it is done under the auspices of helping and philanthropy, like the PTSD studies that they're doing with psilocybin. I know people that have done the microdosing with psilocybin and it apparently it works like it does. Well, it's always done under the altruistic banner. Right. Same thing with transhumanism. Right. And it ends up, you know, you know, you start off with uh, psilocybin studies on um, PTSD or ADHD and it actually does work for those things. However, then you end up with like, you know, like um, fully legal heroin. Portland. It's like they they always take it like ten steps too far. Yeah. So well, it's the age old adage like give them an inch and they'll take a mile, but mm-hmm. it's so much worse than that. It is, and then the, and then George Soros, of course, he has his not just the Open Society or um the Open Society Foundation, but he also has what is it, the Young Socialists Club or something like that? It's some Young Socialist Movement or something where um. All these young world leaders like your Jacinda Ardern and your uh, Trudeau's and your um, there's a couple others in Europe and um, probably Macron. But they all go to this like it's basically summer camp for uh, socialist trans transgenders mostly, but um, for socialist political up and comers, you know, and they end up running countries like Jacinda Ardern and they're all they go to that Soros funded camp. And that's another big thing that people like to point out that Soros does. You know, he's funding global socialism. Yeah. yeah. Realm-wide socialism. That must be how he funds the Antifa stuff, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, one of course... One thing about George Soros, kind of kind of cool to mention, uh, you know uh, Roman Polanski, right? Yeah. The guy, yeah. the filmmaker, yeah. Rosemary's Baby, all that. Yeah, yeah. He did a movie with Johnny, Johnny Depp in the late 90s called, I think it was late 90s, early 2000s, called The Ninth Gate. It's an okay movie. It's kind of bland and not that great, but it's all about a, it's about a rare book authenticator who is working for a guy named Boris Balkin, who's like a finance, you know, ca- titan of uh, the world kind of guy, you know. Basically, I think it's maybe George Soros. I don't know, but I mean, Boris Balkin, mm-hmm. George Soros is like Hungarian. Maybe not. Right, right, right. Uh, Balkans, Hungary isn't in the Balkans, of course, but he had the same glasses. They, they cast Frank Lagella, I think, is the uh-huh. guy. I'm getting the name right. Basically, um, you know, the hair, the, the, the you know, because Soros had like a, a style from the 80s when he did the Quantum Fund and got famous with Jim Rogers and all that. And, you know, he's obviously pretty evil. So, sure. Yeah. Um, the movie's about like satanic uh, European elites and how most of them are kind of just posers and how. There was this one guy who was really serious about it, and he ended up – I don't want to spoil the movie, but basically he uh, you know, did some kind of ritual with immolation, self-immolation. Oh, yeah. God. Oh. He burnt himself up. So you yeah. could say that Damn. he made a holocaust of himself? He, he did. Yeah. Textbook yeah, holocaust. And it was in a, I think it was in like a Rothschild castle, maybe not officially oh, Rothschild. Boy. I can't remember what they called it, but it was some old, supposed what to be some movie old is castle. This again? The Ninth Gate. It's worth watching. It's kind of what dumb. was the? One, I mean, it's. What was the one? There was. That wasn't the one with Johnny Depp with the cabin in the woods, right? 
No, I never saw that one. That was like something but, window, the like broken window or something. Yeah, that's right. John yeah. Turturro. Which is a remake. It was like John Turturro was like the crazy neighbor or no. some shit. No, Broken Window wouldn't be a remake. I'm thinking of Rear Window, maybe. I don't remember the name, but you, I don't know if that was even the name of the movie, but it was like Johnny Depp was like a writer or something, and like a bunch of weird stuff started happening. And... Oh, I remember which one you're talking about. I I don't remember the name. It's another one of those dumb, out-in-the-woods, in-a-woods horror movies. Anyway, we, you know, yeah. we should do... That's what we should do. That's what let's do for Halloween. Let's do, like, in-a-woods horror movie stuff. Because in a woods, in a woods, October is like, I mean, October is in a woods month, right? For spook, sp- spooky stuff. I mean, I'm I'm living in the PNW. I'm I'm living right, you know, super spooky woods. Right, I live out in the yeah. I I mean, I live out in a woods too in uh, in the Appalachias, and it gets pretty dark and spooky up here, dude. I almost hit a donkey the other morning going to work. I mean, not that it's like a like not that's like a forest animal, but somebody's donkey got loose, and I'm driving up the road, and it all of a sudden is like running alongside of my truck, scared the shit out of me. Yeah, usually it's hoof rats. There's usually it's deer that are like I almost have to avoid hitting on my way to the highway to get to work. Oh, Johnny, the Johnny Depp movie is uh, Secret Window. Secret Window, yes. Yeah, it was kind of creepy, but at the same time, like, Johnny Depp is no Nicolas Cage. <clears throat> and Reinhardt, it wasn't a remake, right? It was an original movie? I don't believe it was a remake, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't And you're right, so. he's no Nicolas Cage. I mean, he could not have pulled off the masterpiece that is Con Air. Oh, right. I, I love Con Air. Con Air is great. one of his greatest works. I mean, Face Off, guys. Face Off. Face Off. Yeah, face, face off. <laughs> face off is really amazing. Uh, can I talk about Johnny Depp for like a minute? Yeah, go Just ahead. One dude. or two minutes. Go ahead. I mean, I don't like him. At, I don't really like him at all. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, he's a good actor, I guess. Sometimes, but um, I mean, Transcendence was really awful. But I guess you know, it served its purpose. But um, he went to a film festival in France recently to promote his new movie. It's somehow getting censored in the United States or I guess because of the politics between the studios and the LAPD it's about the death of um who's the black guy uh I don't want to say nigger but yeah okay you know the nigger who um what's uh Biggie Smalls I think is the one who died in LA yeah I think that was Biggie yeah so you know they kind of stonewalled or blocked the case or whatever and um Basically, he's making a, he made a movie that's trying to get to the bottom of it, probably so the family can sue. I mean, basically, he even spells it out saying they deserve restitution. He said everything but compensation, you know, oh, it was wow. just like closure, you know, and it was all about like the, the mother. But he's obviously appealing to um, I don't know. Uh, I forget the name of the movie. Sorry. But uh, uh, and I'm not planning on watching it, but it's just <laughs> kind of interesting that he's get, he's gotten me too, you know, with the Amber Heard shit. Right. And um you know, he's pretty close with Marilyn Manson. At least he, you know, that was kind of a common belief. Oh my God, had, dude. Marilyn Manson, who apparently is Robert Smith's doppelganger. Have you seen? Kind of, yeah. They have. Do you see the pictures of Marilyn Manson weird. next to Robert Smith? They both look like old Jewish women. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like Maybe bad. Bad. Like Marilyn Manson, literally, I am. 
You know, I'm taking this from Dogbot, but uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to say this before he gets a chance to. But I would not put it past him being a legit female to male. Like that skull is old woman face. Like it, he's not aging like a man. Jennifer Aniston is aging more like a man than Marilyn Manson is. Uh, Cindy Crawford is aging more like a man. You know. Than than Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson is aging like somebody's nana, and, and he has no kids, correct? Right. Pretty sure. Yep, no kids. Maybe he's got some genetic weirdness going on. You know, it's um, I think about one percent of the population or more is sterile from birth. Yeah, I mean, there's something there. So, could, there and, could know, be something. Usually, there's definitely something genetic going on with him. Yeah, he could be. I mean, you know, yeah. from all we know, yeah, from all we know, yeah. his whole story could be fake, and he's a complete androgyne from one of the androgenic lines that are made in a laboratory now. So who the fuck knows? You know, well, I kind of feel like Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson could be clones of some sort because um, they're very cagey and vague about their background. Like well, they Tom are. Cruise was gonna. Especially oh, Jack was Nicholson. Was he going to become like a Franciscan monk or pre or Catholic priest or something? And then he, he became an actor. I don't know. It was a Catholic priest. Whatever. It was a Catholic priest. And then Jack Nicholson's backstory is like, there isn't one. And he refuses to tell anyone where, yeah. he, where he's from. Yeah. Yep. It's like he's got no back no backstory, never talks about any family members ever, doesn't have any, you know, refuses to elaborate. Drops his chili oh, on actually, the floor said, at the I, Lakers game. I, I, said clo- I said clone for Jack Nicholson. I mean, it's theoretically possible i think but um i meant uh moon child or something so just some you know uh right, child right. of like right like a jack born parsons out of a project. ritual from maybe yeah. famous parents or something yeah like a jack parsons because jack nicholson has some really yeah exactly jack jack nicholson has a really weird energy you know mm-hmm. like yeah who brings who brings the tupperware psycho. who brings the tupperware full of chili to the floor seats at the lakers evil people jack nicholson did he spilled his chili <laughs> On the floor, on at the on the floor seats, like on the floor with the team, and was banned from bringing food into, um, wherever the fuck the Lakers play ever again. I think that's one of the funniest. Uh, Staples Center, the Staples Center. I think that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard ever about anything ever. Is that Jack Nicholson, who gets like a hundred million dollars to do a fucking movie, brought homemade chili in a Tupperware to a Lakers game, like, bruh. Here's here's the picture. Hang on, uh, putting it in the correct Skype call. Yeah, Jack. Nicholson. Here's the picture. Look yeah. at these guys. This nigga eating beans, dude. Like literally. Jack, I'm sure you could figure out a, a fantastic caption for your channel. <laughs> Look at how fat he is, and like he's got them old man slip on shoes. They all do. They all have those, the uh, Polly Walnuts from the Sopranos slip on shoes. You don't ever touch your shoes, you know, because you piss on your shoes. Anybody watch the Sopranos? I did. Yeah, you know, I did too. You know, yeah. You, you, we, uh, he would there, never touch his shoes because, you know, pee gets splattered on your shoes. There's one news story I didn't add to the prep, but I wanted to mention. Um, just came to mind. Uh, so. I mentioned the whole LAPD Johnny Depp thing. Mm-hmm. Totally different story. The Rand Corporation, you know, very famous uh, kind of think tank consultancy mm-hmm. group that does, um, you know, m- mutually assured. They came up with mutually assured destruction, the internet, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, they've turned their focus to the LAPD. I don't know who commissioned the study. Maybe California or the federal government, but or maybe themselves. I don't know how they, they fund these things, but. Um, 
basically they survey or they interviewed about 1500 i believe lapd police officers maybe sheriffs too because there have been these gangs within the police department um you heard about this right yeah, there's so actual the gang members. Course, the gang, yeah, actual the gang, gang yeah, members yeah. in the police department now. Well, actually, I should have I misspoke. Th- that's been going on too, just like in the military. But okay. this is specifically a police gang, and there's different ones. One is called the Executioners, where they, if you've, you know, uh, if, if most officers don't get to join it because you know they only people that have like a kill count or something on the job. So. They, and they got tattoos, and I guess the tattoo has a skeleton with an AK-47 and a war-marked helmet, I guess. German World War II helmet. Uh-huh. So kind, kind of, of based, based, I guess? And based. it's Compton. It's like South Central. It's all the bad areas you'd expect. Right, right, right. Of course. Of course. And, of course, they're a gang that executes gang members. And, like, yeah, it's, like, totally, like, something out of a Jake Gyllenhaal movie. <laughs> Which it? one specifically? What was it called Cop? Oh, oh was that I it? Saw that. It's got the know. it's got the little Mexican dude, right? A little little Mexican guy, and I think it's Jake Gyllenhaal. Is it End of it Watch? Might. End of Watch. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I just remember seeing the trailer for it years ago. Yeah, that's the that's the one. Who's that? Michael Pena. That's right. Michael Pena. Yeah, that guy. That was a good movie. I mean, it. You know, in the with the twist at the end, it, you did not expect it to be the way it was at the end. Sometimes movies be like that. Back when Jake Gyllenhaal was just getting started, he did uh, Donnie Darko. It's Donnie? kind of interesting. You yep. know, I know it's a, you know, it's like kind of a cult classic movie. You know, it's it's I like it's it. good. I liked it. Good. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, even you know, it doesn't uh, doesn't wear it all with age or um, the different eras. In fact, it gets better perhaps. But um, shit, what was I going to say? Oh, that came out right after 9-11. It was kind of strange, you know, because yeah. um, usually movies will get delayed a year or more um, and because they had a plane. I don't know if you remember, but mm-hmm. the beginning with the plane, the end, like like that plane is, engine. Yeah. yeah, they had to edit out all that crap out of like Spider-Man because of like the World Trade Center and stuff. All that, all those lies, all all those lies. They said they had to. Oh man, it was terrible. They had. Oh my God, speaking of nine eleven, Jack, remind me to circle Saki back to my nine eleven story from today. Please remind me. It's hilarious. Okay, thank you. I got. I I got an eyewitness. So, um, what was I saying? Uh. What were we saying? Just a second now. Fuck. Uh, Donnie just the, Darko movies. Donnie Darko. Right oh, yeah. Donnie Darko in the movies with the planes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like right after 9-11, all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, if the movie's got an airplane in it, they can't show it. It really just triggers the PTSD of the New Yorkers. It's just terrible. You know, because my oh, cousin's a- uncle's brother died in that thing, you know. There was, was that fireman? stupid Arnold movie, the last one he did before he ran for governor. I doubt you saw it, but it's called Collateral Damage. Did you ever see that? So bad. Yeah, it was uh, terrible. Uh, before, yeah, it was terrible. And that got heavily refilmed and, uh, you know, not even edited. They just had to refilm the whole movie mm-hmm. because I guess it was a Middle Eastern plot and they changed it to South America or something. Yeah, it and they got, like rid of, South America they got rid of like the, the, bu- the building stuff. Or, I don't know. I don't think it had a building collapse or anything. It was kind of strange that they um, 
changed it. Honestly. No, they just changed they it. Changed well, it. the bad guys had to had to now be South American instead of Arab. That doesn't make sense though, because at that time, you know, the country was pretty okay with hating. You know, it was right? well, that I was mean, the authorized racism was to call them goat fuckers. You know, and get them goddamn goat fuckers turn right. that place into a glass parking thing. lot. I think maybe because the movie was like about a fireman, they thought it would be too triggering or something. You know, maybe. Yeah, uh, that must be. You know, that's the only thing I could think of. The only tie-in, maybe, or maybe it was in New York. I don't remember. Maybe Who, I don't Such remember. Such a forget. It was a terrible movie. Yeah. Speaking of Schwarzenegger, there's another thing I said today that we were talking about on the different, somebody was trying to do red team, blue team and how, you know, since I'm in a union, most union guys are funnily enough, red team because Trump, but we're supposed to be blue team because union. Right. But this guy was trying to tell me about how, you know, how based Trump was in the Republicans. The Republicans were always trying to like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, every fucking piece of shit from Hollywood that's ever gotten into office has been a Republican. Schwarzenegger, Reagan, Donald Trump. Only Al Franken is like the Democrat from like, and he was from Saturday Night Live. Does that even count really? You know? And he probably cheated his way in or something. Well, he did. Yeah, it was like it was like a really hotly contested like there was like five recounts and stuff and he barely edged it in there. But like, yeah, every every major politician that's been in a major office that's from Hollywood has been Clint Eastwood. You know, they're all Republicans. That was Hollywood. It's funny how liberals from Hollywood, Bruce Gender, you know, all these fucking television and You're and, right. and Hollywood yeah. Republicans are all fucking. I'm sorry, all these television and Hollywood actors that turn that turn politician are always Republican. Like James Woods, you know. When everybody knows yeah. that that yep. that you know Hollywood is a liberal cesspool of you know baby murdering incestuous faggotry, and I don't have to keep repeating myself. And Jews, <laughs> AKA Jews, and then there's uh, Kevin Sorbo. Right, right, based yeah. Kevin Sorbo, who's like, I told somebody else, like, getting- dude. Getting not, conservator mad on Twitter. Not even Mel Gibson, dude. Not even Mel Gibson. What do you mean? None nope. of them. Nobody in Hollywood. No, not one. There is none righteous. Sorry. Nope. Not All of them Mel. have been blackmailed. All of them have given in. Yeah, not even Mel. I mean, as much as I love Mel and all the things that Mel Gibson has done, but he's made huge movies in Hollywood that you know gained traction and, and did well and made him a ton of money. You guys just walked into what I wanted to talk about. Um, so <clears throat> when Arnold ran for governor, he had to break his partnership with the guy who was his benefactor uh, from like the 80s. Basically, there was a, a guy who sponsored him when he was mm-hmm. a bodybuilder. And it was kind of weird because he had to live with the guy for a while. Uh, it was actually very, it was very gay. The guy, the guy was gay. No but, uh, way, so gay bodybuilder? I don't believe you. You know the story? No, I was being I was being facetious. I said a gay bodybuilder? No way. Well, yeah, yeah, right. But it gets <laughs> it gets more interesting. So somehow the relationship continued, and it became like a magazine. I forget what magazine, but it's some kind of bodybuilder magazine or something. And um, that magazine sold right before he announced his run for governor. And apparently, it was similar to what happened with Donald Trump. And I believe the National Enquirer, where like sometimes people will have like a publication that they've worked with a long time and they've got all their dirty laundry or something. Mm-hmm. That, that's a theory. 
So Arnold, you know, he had that um, he had like a bastard kid or something with the maid. And yeah, the, I'm yeah, not sure, the I'm kid sure that actually worse than that. the kid with muscles is the, is the bastard Mexican yeah. kid, and the fat doughy one is the fucking Kennedy. Supposedly, supposedly, supposedly Kennedy. Yeah, it just baffles the mind. Yeah, uh, but um. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of funny because the show is called Nationalist Inquirer, and I think the National Inquirer did sell right before Trump ran. Probably. And uh, was it Muscle and Fitness magazine? Like, was it like the bodybuilding magazine, Muscle I, and Fitness? I, I think it was the yeah, it was the bodybuilder magazine sold like right the year Arnold announced his run for that governor. Been Muscle and Fitness, and it was yeah. I think it was that same guy who who sponsored him like twenty. 30 years before, or, or maybe that guy was dead and it was the same company. I don't know. Huh, weird. But, um, yeah. And then the other weird thing about national Enquirer I've been wanting to say for a while, the, you know, the actual national Enquirer, I think in Florida, um, they, you know, that was the first, per, one of the first people to die or the first person to die from the Amerithrax attack, you know, right after nine 11, the was, was the photo editor for either, the, I think it was the Sun, or I think it was the National Enquirer. Huh. And it actually, it was sent to yeah, it was sent to uh, the wrong photo editor. I think it was, it was I think it was sent to the Sun's photo editor, but it was the National Enquirer because they shared an office or something. I guess maybe they have offices all over. But this one was in Florida, and yeah, the first people who died, I think there was a postal worker too. Good lord. Um, from that, like you know, from that. Uh, basically, it kind of adds to the theory that. Bush Sr. or Bush Jr. did it, maybe. Because, you know, th- here's the thing. is um, National Enquirer or Sun, I can't remember which, had run a story with a picture of the two Bush daughters, Jenna or whatever Bush. Oh, you know, right. they, they, and they were like, they were like not twerking, but they were like basically kind of like grinding or something. They were like, they were in the, a, you yeah, know, making a, out. They were like a college like party or something, and they were grinding on, yeah, it was a very not yeah. very good picture for their PR. I remember that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, they're they're probably children of uh, Aleister Crowley, so yeah, they're granddaughters <laughs> I mean, of Aleister Crowley, and they're probably trainees. And they're, yeah, they're probably trainees, and well, you can look at like the Mister E videos of of the Bush uh, W, his wife Laura, and those kids, and there's definitely something satanic about them in general. Their look is very fake and plastic. Uh, the tranny thing, I mean, there's a lot of markers that they all hit, um, especially Laura. And the the two the two daughters don't look human at times. Have you noticed that about a lot of these people? Like, sometimes you'll see a picture of, like, say, like, because I know Mr. E is back, by the way. Mr. E has uh, another um, Telegram channel, and he has a BitChute channel that's back up. So go check out Mr. E's history on on uh, Telegram and on BitChute, and he's back with some more videos. But I was watching one, and these these trannies that he's pointing out, like a lot of times you'll see a picture of, say, uh, what's-her-face from Resident Evil? Mia Jovovich, right? Sometimes you'll see a picture of her, yeah. and you're like, wow, she's a really pretty girl. And then other times you're like, holy fuck, what the hell is that satanic thing? You know? And Yeah, you'll see a lot of weird pictures that are supposed to be like paparazzi gotchas. That and, are released, and, and it just looks yeah, like they just don't look human. Yeah, they don't look human. They don't, and they definitely don't look female. You know. So, anyways, so I was watching, and uh, I was watching the one that was on uh, Melania because uh, Dogbot posted that today, and it went into when I went to the to the Mister E channel, 
and I started scrolling through and I stopped at the Bush video. And yeah, Laura Bush has that same really evil, satanic, like inhuman eyes that a lot of these, these I don't even want to call them people, have. Like when she smiles, if that's what you want to Which- call it. It's like, it's not a smile. That's like a precursor to like their head opening up and eating you. <laughs> I think maybe that lends some credibility to the theory that not all of these people are actually like what we think of as transgender as much as they just have some kind of maybe Nephilim or I don't want to say Nephilim, but some kind of DNA corruption or maybe it's through their environment and their choices yeah. in life. I don't know. Well, why not all of it? <laughs> and again, right. Why not all? Right. Why yeah, not all? And again, yeah. there are androgynous bloodlines, you know, that are bred in test tubes that are, you know, bred without sex. They're trying to do the sacred androgyne. So a lot of them, they choose the gender in the womb based on, you know, like probably using hormonal manipulation you know, and these things that were supposed to be born female are born, quote, male, and they're not really male. Or they castrate them at birth, and these things don't even know that they're not female when they're born. You know what I mean? And they're told they're female from birth. They think they're females a lot of time. You know, I mean, maybe, maybe some of maybe some of it's a result of uh, DES, which was given as, I think, uh, it was given to pregnant women in the 60s or something, yeah, and it caused, like, all, all those children to be infertile or something like that. There's a lot of, but there's also a lot of things there can be. There's with, a, there's, there's um, a I think it of... definitely would cause um, some percentage of uh, like intersex, uh, which is like transgender from birth. You could say. Sure. From but, birth, at the, you know? but then again, but at the top, these people that are actually in the spotlight are always related to all the same people. They're all, you know, they're all interconnected. These families, you know, it's not, You'll see an occasional intersex among the regular population. You'll see an occasional like weirdly born genetic defect, you know, among the regular population, but it seems to happen more amongst these elites. You know, and there there's a reason for that because they're the ones that are doing the breeding programs and they're, you know. Anyway, and moving along. maybe it's their secret it's their secret religion or part of it, Kabbalah is that. Right, exactly, and their secret religion is transgender. Like that's like part of the religion. Well, and we've we've t- talked about many times before how these people have the appearances of um, of historical figures, like famous historical figures, or share blood, like the whole presidents, you know, being all descended from uh, from Vlad the Impaler meme or Genghis Khan, you know, quote Genghis Khan. I think uh, a lot of that has to do with like we're talking about growing in test tubes. They are they are holding on to this blood, and it's being carried forward, but they're holding on to it and they're putting it into these. You know, skin suits and test tubes uh, that they're growing, and they're telling them, "Okay, you're this gender. Okay, you're this gender." Um, yeah, and they're putting them out there. I mean, they're they're growing these people and putting them out in the world, much like hybrid humans. And I'm, and again, I wouldn't be surprised if some of them don't know. Oh, for sure. You know, until until they get some older, of them and it's do like have no idea. You know, and maybe, maybe, maybe most of them, do. maybe they all do. You know, maybe they all do. Who knows? I don't, I don't know how, the, I don't know how this sick game works, this sick Truman Show game, how these fuck with these people. If these are even kids, if these are even real, these are, they're just like flesh husks that they make in a laboratory and they do have the ability to do the altered carbon, you know, consciousness transplanting or whatever. Who knows? We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, Blade Runner, like, especially like, like 2049. Yeah. Right. 
Speaking of uh, Blade Runner 2039, or whatever, 2049, sorry, um, that director's uh, has made Dune, right? It's coming out later this month, the remake of Dune. Uh-huh. It looks like it's looks like it might be kind of good i guess i don't know for hollywood you know uh, a lot of race mi- or a lot of uh, race changing well yeah <laughs> and, and gender yeah. swapping yeah it's i mean they have to they kind of have to do that what did you call it engine swapping gender swapping oh gender swapping oh <laughs> so somebody who was like a white male is now a brown female basically or a white female they're one of the very important um characters uh was changed from yeah male to a female um yeah and of course they browned a lot of them ah your typical amazoning amazoging of the storyline netflixing it up yes 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 like they did with the wheel of time series which will be out november 5th which i'll be hate watching and which they're going to do with lord of the rings which you will also be hate watching yes yes so i can rip them apart right and only for that reason. Yeah, only for that reason. Right. No other reason whatsoever. But yeah. Anyway. Um, Should we uh, get to the grime? Uh, sorry, I brought up Dune randomly, but I was going to segue to um, the yeah, stupid grime photo op thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Photo op. That was a complete and utter staged photo shoot. Nobody walks around dressed like that reading uh, the the Communist Manifesto. I I was kind of an idiot. I actually um I first saw the shops. That was uh, you know like oh which one did you see version. first? Which one did you see first? Well, I saw all of them. So I thought she literally took like ride the tiger and like revolt against the modern world and like was taking multiple photos. It made no sense. Obviously, I didn't really think about it too much. But, right. Um. Yeah, I guess I should have known. <laughs> uh, Communist Manifesto makes sense. She's been kind of um. Hype, I don't know, promoting it a bit the past few years, saying that uh, AI could make it work and that yeah. we should give communism another chance. She mm-hmm. said that it seems the other like day. E- Elon never counter signaled anything. Elon seems like kind of uh, a bit on board, perhaps, you know, is he an oligarch. Is. He, he definitely is. Uh, full on gay communist luxury or gay, what is it, gay luxury space communism? Fully automated gay luxury Absolutely. space communism, yeah. <clears throat> Speaking yeah. of which, the other day, I walked by a bunch of people and they started laughing. I'm like, what's so funny? And somebody put a sticker on my hard hat. And it was a fully automated gay space communism sticker. I'm like, how do these normies have, how do these normies have this meme and how do they have it as a sticker? Yeah. And how and they put it on my hard hat. So now I have that sticker on my um I, I kept you text it. me a picture. I kept it. Yeah, I'll, I'll text you a picture of it. It's the the little rainbow with the hammer and sickle and stuff. It's pretty fucking funny. But that was a meme from like Facebook from a couple years ago, and now normies are using it. They don't even know what it is, but they, they just think it's funny because it's like it's a conservaderp thing, right? Now it's a conservaderp. Isn't isn't that supposed to be originally a joke about Star Trek, though? Right? Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing about like the holodeck is like fully automated yeah. gay space luxury communism, you know. And Gene, Gene Roddenberry definitely was pro-communist. There's Absolutely. no doubt about that. Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He was full-on atheist, too. Yeah. But not in, um, any, not in like a real atheistic way. Oh, shut up. Yeah, right. Before we talk about Grimes and, and can I do it, Lone Scum, you lone know, scum. I don't think you said it yet. So. No, I did not. I, I kind of 
Sorry, I usurped you there. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, but um, yeah. Uh, do you ever do an episode on alien-human hybrids, like the theory from the X Files? Because you were talking about like clones and we have not talking about we all have the not. No. Oh wow, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. We have we have. Dude, there's I've so many quite episodes. a bit I can pull up on that. Oh yeah, um, the Grimes thing. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It was just like it just seemed to be like a really gay. You know, photo shoot. Look at how cool and art ho girlfriend I am. I hate those and meme nobody phrases, like by that. the way. I hate those meme phrases. No, nobody dresses like that. She's like the new... Uh, remember, who's the black chick? Grace Jones. Remember the black chick from the Conan movie? Yes. Yeah. That's oh, how God. Grace Jones would dress in public. Like, she would wear, like, armor and paint her face half silver and like, you know, walk around like, you know, dressed like where, you know what I mean? Like carrying a spear. Like this is how she dressed quote normally. Right. So Grimes is doing that sort of weird, but it's, it's like a weird steam cyber dune punk sort of look about her. Also, also Wicca. And, and, and if you look really closely, she's clearly a cutter. Let's see where I'm just saying, like, so, look, look at her. Like, that's her arms. look. You know, oh. what I mean, that's her look. She's like a cutter who's like carrying a Harry Potter book while also reading the Communist Manifesto, holding the Communist Manifesto. She's not actually reading it. She's just holding it. Yeah, you could totally you could totally replace this with like Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Right, right. And, and that's just a, and that's just like any art hose Instagram picture right there. No, it really is. It really is. There's nothing spectacular about that. I don't know what anybody like. People are like, oh, a queen, blah, blah, blah. Dude, what the fuck? She looks like any. She's she's 33 years old. She looks like a teenager. You know? Fish lip teenager. Yeah, she looks like a big fucking Innsmouth faced teenager. She kind of has a weird gobli- goblin face a little bit. I mean, yeah, she. she you know, I'm not saying she's bad looking necessarily, but I used she to is, say like she looked like a I am. Southeast Asian, like. Oh, I think the other she's, genders. I, I don't know. She just has a weird face. I think she's really weird. Even though she's yeah, French very, Canadian. Very weird looking. I don't care if she's French Canadian. It makes it even worse. She's a fucking leaf. Yeah, she she's gross. <laughs> yeah, a she's pretty fucking gross. leaf. Day of the rake. Um, she really plays she up is. the um, anime. You know, she definitely has all always a uh, dog whistling about anime. Yeah. And uh, she does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She does that thing where she dresses like she dresses like an, an anime elf. e-girl, you know, who does, who does like steam streams while playing uh storybook games or whatever. You know what I mean? That's what she looks yeah, like. Life is strange. Yeah. I've right. seen some of her music videos. She kind of plays up the elvish look, you know, like, you know, I mean, she, mm-hmm. she, I, I wouldn't say she looks like an elf. I mean, a little bit, maybe but. she tries, she tries, tries fails. Yeah. yeah. Sure. You're probably right. I no, mean, but she's just if, got even that. If elves. You're yeah. Don't <laughs> get Reinhardt started. Were, you know, don't demonic get giants started. or something. They still probably had like physical beauty. This, this thing does not. <laughs> right. 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 Don't get Reinhardt started on the elves. I don't know. I'm just saying, I know he'll start. This thing is gross. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Grimes is, nasty and weird looking and yeah anyways we're coming up at the end of the first hour um we haven't done much in the way of news but uh astrofash is back so whatever we're having fun we'll see you guys after the break we have some music for you actually does anybody know 
Did anybody, Astro, do you have a song for us for this week? Did you pick something? Did you bring something or no? I can I can recommend one that I, I really wanted you guys to play. I sure. think because it's a mashup. Copyright's not an issue. Uh, it's like a, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can play it. Okay. All right, well, we're going to play the song that Astro wants us to play, and we'll be back.
All right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Nationalist Inquirer. I am still Johnny Monoxide with Reinhardt, Jack, and Astro. We're going through some news. Um, did a little bit of shit posting, but you know, can't get away from that around here. I don't know if this is shit posting or if this is news or if this is a little bit of both, guys. Uh, special ops troops hunkered down in California airport hangar after nighttime ninja attack. Okay, guys, who had um, ninjas in California attacking special forces troops at an airport on their card for the end of September? Anybody? Uh, I didn't. No? Nobody had ninja attacks? It was No, mine was specifically Mongolian Nazi. Ah. Okay, okay. Well, you know, that's still, I had it's, it on my card because it's the least, it, it would be the last thing you would expect. Right, which is and, why I expected it, especially in September. Right, it's. I don't understand this. This is a ridiculous story. I mean, like this is. Uh, both individuals could return to duty. Da, da, da. So this is real. This is real. Okay. A sword-wielding man dressed as a ninja attacked several special operations soldiers who were training at a California airport, reportedly forcing them to shelter in a hangar and inflicting wounds that required stitches. The bizarre assault took place at Inyokern Airport, an airfield in the Mojave Desert, about 100 miles north of Los Angeles, sometime after 1 a.m. on September 18th, according to what appears to be a military incident report shared on Instagram and Reddit. Ah, okay, so there's good possibility that this is completely fake and gay but anyways records from the ridgecrest police department oh well seem to confirm some details in the document posted to social media in a photo late wednesday that said two soldiers had to receive stitches before returning to duty after confirming that the incident described in the document leaked on social media did occur army u.s army army special operations aviation command spokesman major jeff Slinker said officials did not have any further information to add. The soldiers' names were redacted in the photo on social media, but one was identified as a staff sergeant and the other as a captain. Oh, boy. Details suggest they are members of the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment, an elite helicopter unit known as the Night Stalkers. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Uh, staff sergeant was sitting outside the administration <laughs> building where in the airport hangar smoking a cigarette when he was approached by an unknown person wearing full ninja garb. Jesus. Full ninja garb. The person stating, do you know who I am? Staff sergeant replied, no. The unknown person then asked, do you know where my family is? Staff sergeant again stated, no. At that point, the person in ninja garb began to slash at the staff sergeant, striking his phone and his knee and his leg. Staff Sergeant immediately began running through the parking lot trying to evade the unknown person. Staff Sergeant jumped the fence and entered the admin building. Staff Sergeant and Captain began locking all the doors and calling 911. The person in ninja garb was kicking and punching doors and window. Unknown person left and returned a few minutes later with a large block of asphalt, which he threw through the window of the admin building, striking the captain. Unknown person then left and was arrested elsewhere. The local police arrived and took statements from involved persons. Staff sergeant received multiple stitches to the leg and the captain received multiple stitches to the head. Both individuals are cleared to return to duty. I love what's under this in the article. 
It is unclear from the records whether the man was an actual practicer of ninjutsu. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Ninjutsu. Like <laughs> an actual practitioner, yeah, or if he was here. just, or if he was just a pajama enjoyer with a sword. Blanky, blanky mode enjoyer with a sword. Right. Maybe, maybe his family were the uh, the pillows from his bed, like the really fluffed ones. His waifu pillows. It, it's completely possible. It's possible. Jack, were you this guy? I, for legal purposes, I will neither confirm nor deny. So, okay, I wonder why you this didn't text me back. Incident report was shared to the Instagram meme page known as Daddy's Sorebucks. S-O-A-R, like, like an airplane soars. And this is Chad Garland. This is the... Is this dude a Jew? This is Chad Garland guy? Big beard, bald head? I don't know. He he looks like he'd be a soyjack veteran. Yeah, Christian like a uh, yeah, like, like a, a black style black here. rifle coffee. Exactly. Yeah. Chad Soyjack. So Special Ops troops chased off by a guy in his PJs. It was the 160th uh, Special uh, Operations Air Rescue. Supposedly yeah. the Night Sword. Stalkers, yes. Um, That's how the story goes. Yeah, you know, they showed up in L.A. Um, on Wilshire, like of the Oscars back in 2019, for supposedly some drills. And it was yeah. like oh, was this the one after... they were doing at night, all in, like, black garb? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, they flew um, two Blackhawks and... Four small helicopters between buildings. There's a pretty narrow street, like four lanes total. And there was a hospital right there and a apartment building. So I don't think the military usually, you know, they can build, you know, mock-ups or something or do it in like an abandoned part of town or something. Uh, so apparently it had something to do with either Nexium or Wells Fargo. I mean, I think the Wells Fargo thing is bullshit, but there was a Wells Fargo across the street, but basically the, Building that was raided was owned by a lawyer who's like the guy who did the Aaron Brockovich case, uh, the, like the big corporate lawyer who basically he's like the biggest um, injury lawyer, I guess you could say, uh, of all time. Uh, he's like a Jesuit. He went to like Jesuit school. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know if he's a Jesuit. Because of course. He was connected to the Nexium thing too somehow. I think he was defending Allison Mack, which is weird because he's um, all he does is getting payouts for people that were injured. Hmm. So um, he sued successfully um, and uh, deals with Lockheed Martin, all the um, Hollywood studios, um, all the local governments in California, and, and uh, Dole Fruit Company, uh, Shell Oil. He seems to have a lot of connections with like Central America. So um, I don't know what that was all about, but it was somehow maybe connected to the Vegas shooting. And it sounds bizarre, but there was like a plane that blew up over over uh, Yorba Linda on Super Bowl Sunday 2019 and that pilot was Dennis Hoff's pilot. Oh, that's um, right, the fly. Dennis Hoff thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, and he had a fake name. He was calling himself Tony Pastini, fake ID saying he was a retired Chicago cop. He had a badge, a retired badge. I guess um it was fake or legit. Maybe he stole it they said. I think they said it was legit and it, I don't know how it worked out. But basically Chicago police said he was never on their record. 
and his real name was Isaacson's, like Walt something Isaacson. Oh, um, so I guess I guess Jewish. Yeah. What a yeah. surprise! And, a um, Jew, a Jew passing himself but, off as Italian, huh? And also Conair, he mentioned Conair earlier. He had uh, he was basically running a private Conair. He had paperwork from the Department of Justice. I'm assuming it was legitimate, which allowed him to take off or from the airport like at all hours, even though the airport was closed. And he would be transporting prisoners. But he also ran prostitutes to Nevada by Area 51, which is where Dennis Hoff owned about like six or eight brothels. And um, I don't know how Hoff was connected to the Vegas shooting, if he was at all. But um, the Tony Pastini guy literally had like a sushi restaurant. And I, I mean, it's possible he was a pilot kind of like paddock where there are these you know, my theory is it's kind of all the leftovers from Iran-Contra. And, and because, you know, that shit never went away. It just switched countries, you know, for whatever the flavor of the week is. Huh. Um, you know, gun running for the government and stuff. So I think right. I think it's possible that the Paddock and the Pastini guy knew each other. And, uh, yeah. Um, the, the ninja thing, I, I don't know what's the deal with that. I think... Um, did the guy say something like you killed my father or something? He asked where his family was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you, do you know who I am? Do you know where my family is? Yeah, like weird. Very weird. Huh. Yeah, that is odd. Yeah. I don't know. This is just very strange. If very this weird even story. happened. Very weird. Yeah, it exactly. If it even happened. Right. Again, special forces get chased by a guy in his PJs in a ninja sword, you know. Then again, the army is pretty gay. The entire military is. This so. is true. This is true. You, I mean, I've seen quite a few uh, faggot, like, Navy SEAL, EOD guy type guys before. Mm-hmm. I'll believe this is real when it winds up on U.S. Army what-the-fuck moments. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving along. Well, you, you know this... What what's up? I was gonna say, you know the story about how New York and San Francisco and San Diego and like all the big, uh, not maybe not all, but a few of the big cities that were uh, associated with gays after World War Two. All I don't know if it was all because of the military, but supposedly, like the military in World War Two made people gay. Or have you heard of that theory? I wouldn't like, put it. Well, I didn't know there was, was a, a lot of gay stuff going on in the military even then. Yeah. Maybe it's like the trauma, or I don't know, like it's like prison or something. I don't, I don't, I never thought of that. But uh, maybe I think maybe just the gays decided to move to the gays probably just moved to New York and San Francisco. But like that's kind of that was like the port of um, that was those are big military cities. I think like where they go on leave and stuff. Mm. Maybe it's a coincidence. Mm. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's just yeah. Who knows? Maybe it is. All right, moving along. Facebook whistleblower testifies five highlights, five highlights of this Facebook whistleblower. So a former Facebook employee told members of Congress on Tuesday, the big congressional to do, you know, the new cover up. This is the uh, this is the steroids in baseball du jour. Remember that? Remember steroids in baseball? When uh, Mark McGuire and Raphael Palmero uh, yes. and all those guys. Mark McGuire. Yep. Raphael Palmero. Dude, Barry Bonds, yeah. I've never seen a disappearing act like Rafael Palmero. He pointed directly at the senator who was in charge. I forgot who it was. It was probably Harry Reid. He's probably still in doing this shit right now. And he pointed right at him. He said, listen here. 
Read my lips. I've never, ever done steroids. And like literally as he was saying it, like the, the medical team brought in the report and they're like, Rafi, I got to tell you, um, you've tested positive for like 12 different steroids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and Rafael Palmero disappeared. So that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. And he, he disappeared and like he should have and, and, and it was never heard from again, right? So now here we go. You know, skip ahead. Skip, dude, I don't, Congress has got so, yeah, nothing else to do but worry about baseball players and steroids. Dude, I don't give a fuck. They're playing a kid's game for millions of dollars. I don't care if they grow horns and tails. Like, honestly, I really don't give a shit what they inject into themselves. You know? That's just my personal Well, with opinion. the new alter ego show, that probably will happen with sports. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Avatar. Sports Avatar type stuff. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You don't actually have to be. Now the crippled kid can be the sports star. Oh, great. Yep. There we go. Boom. Called but it. handicapped people aren't real, though. Well, it's all a bit. They're not real people. But um, no, seriously, though, like how long until the first quadriplegic Heisman using an avatar? Jimmy from South Park. Yeah, Jimmy from South Park. Star. Jimmy from South Park wins the dunk contest at the at the NBA uh, All Star Weekend because with his All Star with his All Star avatar. Hmm. Johnny, I think you're thinking kind of near term here. They'll be growing tails soon enough, right? You know, like not just alter, you know, not projected or virtualized. You know, oh, I, I don't know. think it's that far off. Like you know, maybe 30, 20 years from now, like people will perhaps we're on this trajectory you know people will probably start doing that whole um making themselves seem um like a hybrid i guess i I don't really see that becoming fashionable but definitely within the uh reach it's grow grow organs and graft it on and i mean i mean there's all kinds of weird sick shit there's all kinds of weird sick shit going on you know Especially up on the ISS where they're doing all those human pig chimeras. All right. Let's get on this. this and I was going to say first, uh, bionics. Like, you know, the quadriplegic guy can go in like a, a mech or something and play football that way. Right. There's cool. all, yeah, exactly. The first Heisman quadriplegic mech football player. All right. So Facebook, you know, because this is important, went in front of Congress and said that a former Facebook employee told members of the Congress on Tuesday that the company knows its platform spreads misinformation and content that harms children but refuses to make changes that could hurt its profits. See, Facebook is doing all of this stuff because of advertising dollars. There's your Finkel think, guys. I hate that word. Finkel who? Nothing. Um, Getting yeah, the platform funny, is designed kind of- to exploit negative emotions to keep people on the platform. She said they are aware of the side effects effects of the choices they have made around amplification. They know that algorithmic based rankings or engagement based rankings keep you on their sites longer. You have longer sessions. You show up more often, and that makes them more money. Because everything these social media giants are doing is literally up. Oh, the whistleblower touched a nerve. All caps. <laughs> all caps. The whistleblower touched a nerve. Apparently pointing out the money aspect of it. 
was what really gets people upset. Yeah. Well, I think it's really funny that Marsha Blackburn, uh, Tennessee senator, <clears throat> said she had uh, she received a text from some Facebook spokesperson. His name is Andy Stone. And he pointed out that the whistleblower did not work on child safety or Instagram or research these issues and has no direct knowledge on the topic from her work at Facebook. She just happened to receive this text during the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, by the way, very Senator, by the way, Senator, this is a very concerned citizen, also employee of, well, is this is space, uh, Facebook, Facebook spokesperson. So, just so happened that Marsha Blackburn, yeah, she's the uh, the committee's ranking Republican, so she's like the head the head um, red team member of this fake and gay uh, meeting of the minds Circus. here subcommittee subcommittee. It's the state the Senate Commerce Subcommittee on Consumer Protection. So this person is a data scientist. Um, so I guess they, they do the algorithmic stuff. I don't know, man. What's funny, what's funny is the PR firm represented, uh, Hagen, Haugen, Haugen, representing Haugen is Jen Circleback Saki. It's her PR firm. Interesting, huh? I wouldn't worry about it. Right. This I mean, seems... I love how this comes on the heels too of the uh, the giant outage yesterday, or I'm sorry, the takedown, as some people have called it. Oh, right, right. That well, again, that was more white hats shutting things down so that uh, they wouldn't scare everybody with the amount of atrocities that would have exposed had people actually seen the executions of all of these evil. Um. Satan, politician, demon, crats. Right, because otherwise they all would have been. It would have been live streamed. You know, Hillary Clinton being hung, uh, Anthony Weiner being beheaded. Right. Um, and of course, uh, apparently, uh, Astro, do you know anything about this? The apparently the biggest Facebook data leak ever occurred yesterday or the day before. Um, yeah, no, no, I haven't heard that. Yeah, billions about the outage. Billions of accounts were hacked. Were were released. Billions of accounts where information was released. So when you when you when I hear whistleblower, when I hear whistleblower, I hear um authorized information releaser. Yes. Yes. Narrative spoke spokesperson. Yes, official narrative spokesperson. Official propagandist propaganda disseminator. Yeah, that's all this is, honestly. Yes. Like, I've seen it. It's been on the news all day long. They have the news on at work um, the entire day, and all day long, it's been this. Nothing else. Oh, wait, Facebook- maybe Gabby Petito for like five seconds. Right. Yeah, you can tell how big of a gay op it is by how often it's rolled through the Chiron on your uh, MSNB Fox News channel. Your situation. Operation room with Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer. Uh, what, what's Chiron? The, the, the know. you know, the little news ticker thing the, on the bottom. Like the scrolling. The scrolling thing. Yeah, it's okay. called, yeah, the Chiron. Never, yeah. Heard, never heard that. Yeah, never heard that term before. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. I, th- I think that's what it's called. I might have stolen it from somebody. I don't think uh, I actually know. Brand- Honestly. That could be their branded name, like that, their version 
Maybe it might be like Chiron Fox News is Chiron. Maybe maybe it's what it is. I don't know. I might have stolen it from somebody. I, I don't believe I actually know that, and and I'm just using a term that I heard. Much like other good. people, it's a thing in a, it's a thing in astrology. That's why I asked. Oh, okay. Huh. It's also a centaur. That's right. Yeah. Uh, for a second, Johnny, I thought you meant Charon, who is the that's the name of the fair the ferryman who. Right. That's Char- yeah. <laughs> that's C H A R O N across the river sticks. Yeah. No, that's that's Charon. Yeah. And I was thinking, no, in your yeah, um, this is Chiron, which is C H I R O N, I believe, or Y R O N. I don't yes. remember how they spell it. Uh, whatever. whatever the case it's gay mm-hmm. it's fake yeah so yeah you can always tell by how often they spin it through your uh through your hourly um news wrap-up you know how much time they give it this is one of the big ones this is one of the big ones um oh and oh there's bipartisan too, outrage uh, guys bipartisan outrage Oh. Outrage. There's outrage at Facebook. See, what happens is there's lobbyists on every single corner of this building that have been hired by the tech industry. Facebook and the other tech companies are just throwing a bunch of money around this town and people are listening to them. By the way, including the guys, you know, talking. Oh, excuse me. Woman. Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota. Oh, God. Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar. Holy crap. And, of course, Richard Blumenthal had something to say. Right. Oh, God. Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut. I got to stop doing that. But, I mean, it's true. That's what they sound like. It's funny. It's what Jews from Connecticut sound like. I grew up there. It's funny. The... um, The... Facebook quote whistleblower thing comes right right on the heels of the giant white hat takedown, which also came right on the heels of this Washington Post article. I don't know if you guys saw this uh, from about three days ago, and it was calling for Facebook and Amazon to be given seats at the United Nations. Yes. Oh my uh, God, I saw that. If they could like just simp a little bit harder for these tech faggots. Like, please yeah, come sit. Three of these things have happened over the past three days. All right, please come sit at the legislating board t- table with the world leaders: Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> not you, Andrew Torba. <laughs> yeah, not well. Yeah, or or um, what's his name here? From Telegram. Oh, Pavel Durov. Pavel Durov, yeah. CIA man Pavel Durov. Yes. So so do you guys think this has something to do with the ability for Google or Facebook to um, cause or, or trigger a revolution in different in basically any country they really want to? Or they just have to change up their methods? Sure. You mean the CIA? I think it's yes. entirely possible. When yeah, say, well, I'm, I'm thinking of the Arab Spring, you know, Twitter. How, yeah, but that's CIA too. Yeah, I mean, that's all CIA, it's but that's so, all yeah, being so. done. And that's all being done using quantum com- D-wave, you know, computers with these. Um, I, yeah, probably. I, uh, no, they. I mean, I they admit that's what they're doing. It's what they're doing. They're actually using. They're using. Um, 
What was that that study at Purdue the uh, of the sentient world system? Like they're they're using these computers that are doing like this deep learning stuff to predict human tendencies and get things people to do stuff like the Arab Spring, you know, and using stuff yeah. like harp, like harp and other sort of frequency technologies to get people to do things. What was the, one of the last things that uh, somebody posted in the Telegram channel? That picture with the two monkeys. One of them's angry, one of them's not. Using different frequencies, you can make things angry, you know? Yes. So that's basically how they got the Arab Spring to work, using frequency technology. Harp. That makes a lot more sense than the official story, which was that some guy in Tunisia lit himself on fire. Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Just like, just like you know, like in World War One, anybody gave a shit about Franz Ferdinand. Right. Like literally one dude, the whole world went nuts because one dude who has suppo- who had had his life attempted on like twelve times already, somebody actually went through with it. They actually got him, you know. That started the entire entirety of World War One. Basically, that that whole thing started a slugfest in the you know in the trenches for for how long? Like just all kinds of poison and gas and. Jesus, the stuff that was done to people. All because of this one man and the autistic sandwich guy who yeah. accidentally, accidentally, while uh, saying, screw it, I'm not waiting for this guy anymore, I'm going to go get a sandwich, accidentally stumbled upon his car. Serendipity. It was Yes, it was such a synchronicity for that, that it turned the entire world upside down and on its ear and turned Europe completely into... The Jewish golem. I was going to say, gave literally everything over to the Jews. Right. And World War II uh, just, you know, sealed up the rest of the West. Yeah. Sealed up everything else, tied it with a nice, neat, bloody bow. Yeah, it was nicely. Well done. Well played. Well played. They did well. Yeah. You know, and again, they own every institution. We can black pill here for a while. You guys want black pill for a while? No, I don't want to. But one one thing out of this article I want to read just real quick. It's one sentence, long sure. sentence. Wow, this guy needs to fix his run on sentences. Been shot. Um, if brands, this is about the, the Amazon Facebook thing. If brands have the power, wealth, and impact of nation states and increasingly act like nation states, should they not be brought into the nation state community and be held to account for what they really are? Equals, allies, competitors, or threats? Oh, it's this, this is going to be done under the auspices of regulation and protection from these from these corporations, not actually giving them any more sort of rights as entities or now nation states. Ha! Yep, once again, it's always brought in through some sort of altruism. Let's regulate them so that we can keep people safe because they're obviously not going away. Pretty sure we called this the anarcho-tyranny of the corporations. Yeah, like remember the uh, the fortune green text where it's like go you know go get scanned by my uh, by my refrigerator. Samsung and Facebook uh, scan me. They don't like what I said last night in my dream, so I can't open my refrigerator to get my breakfast. <laughs> Yeah, that's my line. I can't wait. I can't wait not to get any food because I did a race uh, from my Amazon fridge because I did a racism on Facebook earlier. 
and it's literally going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. And they can tank whatever world economy that they want. They yep. can boost whatever world economy that they want for yep. a short period of time before then tanking it. Yeah. And they've got they've got the entire world economy run on supercomputers that run on like multiples of algorithms stacked on top of other algorithms. Uh, those are called uh, demonic spells ah, with numbers. Yes, yes, yes. The quantum D-wave computers that are using qubits of information that um, are receiving algorithms, mathematical sequences from the void, and they, they, these scientists don't know where these algorithms and uh, mathematical sequences are coming from. But they're very advanced, and uh, they're you know these HP Lovecraft had to know what he was writing. Oh yeah, yeah. And they're, uh, these computers actually reach through multiple dimensions at once, according to the scientists. According to the scientists at CERN, that is what they are doing. These quantum D-wave computers are reaching into multiple dimensions and bringing back information. Information uh, that is being translated and put out that would take other super, quote, super, super computers thousands of years to do. Right. But because everybody pretty much is hooked up to the internet, CERN can also use your computer to help. You can this actually, you can actually hook. That's why they literally become black scrying screens. Right, right. Like literally, yeah. Not only that, talk about giving the vampires permission, <laughs> which you do every time you turn on the television. By the way, thanks, Switzerland. Very cool. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Once again, Swiss. Well, that's like, who was the the Catholic priest that said um, having a television in your house is like having a Jew in your living room? I mean, it's true. I, mean, I can't Still Catholic, find the lie. but it's true. I can't find the lie. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the news. Uh, we yes. did. Do, 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 we did. Oh, oh, God. William Shatner, speaking of Jews, William Shatner is really going to go to space. He's actually going to go to space. That fat oh boy, face can't wait to see this. Jew is rocketing, rocket man himself, Captain Kirk, is blasting off into space, quote, space, from West Texas with Blue Origin, Jeff Bezos' space travel company. Did you say Blorigin? Blue Origin. Blorigin, yes. Blue Origin. 90-year-old, 90-year-old Captain Kirk. He will be the oldest person to go to space. Yes. Oh, did you know? Did you know? The founder of Amazon, Jeff Bezos, is a huge fan of the sci-fi series, and even at one point... In the 2016 film, Star Trek Beyond, he had a cameo as a high-ranking alien. Wow. So much like, much like Mace Dindu, um, he probably, yeah, he probably begged his way into the star, you know, like uh, Mace didn't, like uh, Samuel L. Jackson begged his way into Star Wars. You know, I'm sure Bezos... Got his way in that way too. So yes, Shatner's gonna be the oldest person 
going to space. He'll join three others, two of them paying customers. Oh, God. Okay. Russia is launching. And apparently, also, Russia's. Yeah. Yeah, Russia's sending an actress and a film director to the ISS, quote, ISS, balloon. For movie making. Like, they're sending an actor and a director to the ISS for movie making. Like, could it be any more obvious what they're actually doing? I'm going to laugh if they drop the globe ball again. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Or so, there's the uh, the sleeping bag. Do you remember that? I don't remember the sleeping bag one. It was uh, it was some dude supposedly on the ISS, and he was uh, doing like a Zoom call or Skype call or something with a class, and he was just showing them how uh, how they sleep, and he was showing them a sleeping bag, and he was holding it, and then he went and kind of like let it quote float away. Well, it floats off next to him and hits the wall, and then a string literally pulls the top right corner of it up into the ceiling. Oh, okay, that's funny. Yeah, it's like somebody sitting on the other end with a fishing line and just quickly yanks on it. This is funny, man. So. Probably have better special effects, though, from this Russian movie. Yeah. This is pretty interesting. So, 82-year-old Wally Funk, that old lady, was the one that was was the oldest. But old Will, old Bill Shatner said, "No, I'm going up. I'm 90 years old. Been, uh, been James T. Kirk for a long time, from 1966 through seven movies, and uh, he's gonna go join Gene Roddenberry and uh, James Scotty Doohan. It's Ashes, which were supposedly in space. Pressing X to doubt, because you know there's no space to go to. Uh, this should be interesting." What do you think? What do you think, Astro? Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of like William Shatner a little bit. I mean, even though he's Jewish, I guess. Sure. And I don't like Star Trek. I don't know what it is. I guess William Shatner just seems like a genuinely nice guy. He Maybe. well, he seems like he's like a buffoon and like a schmoozy kind of a like, you know, drunk maybe, but he seems like a genuinely nice dude though. You know, he has um, he has some kind of like nonprofit or something to do with horses and autism, so oh, cool. he can't be that bad. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, anybody who likes animals is cool. I just think this whole thing, this whole concept, is just silly. You know. Um, yeah. Go ahead, I don't really sir. have. I, I don't have much to say about space tourism. I haven't really made up my mind on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm kind of. Taking the fifth or whatever, I haven't decided. I mean, I'm I'm not like totally flat Earth, you know. I'm not on the flat Earth train. So sure, speak. sure. But I definitely think there's a lot of deception and a lot of engineering. And does it really matter? You know, I mean, I guess it matters if you're going up there. If you're paying twenty eight million dollars to go to quote space, yeah, it matters. You know, that that yeah. that that in my opinion that matters. Anyway. What you mean, like the uh, the eighteen year old Dutch kid who went up with that train? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he he managed. Yeah, the Dutch, the Dutch, just managed to, to score himself a seat on the inaugural mission of Jeff Bezos's P 
penis rocket. Dr. Evil's penis rocket. Beautiful. Yes. Stunning and brave. So, did we ever, we didn't, did we even talk about the mask stuff? The Jim Carrey mask stuff? With No. No, right. we, we did not. So let's talk about President Deepfake, Nancy Pelosi's quadruple eyes, Dr. Anthony Fauci's flappy neck, and the CIA's TED Talk about their... Um, about their uh, makeup department. You know? So the CIA not only has a department of, you know, makeup where they can make anybody up to look like pretty much anybody they want. Is that on the channel, that that post with the, the CIA thing? Guys? I have not seen it. Reinhardt, Jack, anybody? Either of you? So is this like the Mission Impossible face mask or something? Yeah, or I'm, I'm uh, yeah it's like the Mission Impossible face mask. Both Jack and Reinhardt went to pee. Awesome. Um, so Joe Biden doesn't look like Joe Biden ever. Like Every Joe Biden seems to be a different Joe Biden. From the Joe Biden from the 1980s, the Joe Biden from the 1990s, the Joe Biden from the early 2000s to the Joe Biden to now, from the Joe Biden from the beginning of the presidential election cycle to now, it looks like a totally different person. Reinhardt, are you back? Yes, I am. All right. Do you know where that uh, that post is with the CIA TED Talk with the uh, the makeup lady? Ugh, I'd have to look it up, honestly. Is that on the channel? Is that on? Um, I don't remember seeing it on the channel. Um, wait. I thought Skull CIA posted hosted it. a secret TED Talk on transparency. John Mendez. Link it or just forward it to the prep chat and we'll, we'll see. But anyways, the we're YouTube talking about... Link here. Yeah, we're going to talk about... Um, I didn't see it on Telegram yet. I haven't looked. Oh, okay. Well, there was one. Well, somebody posted it when we were talking about um, the Joe Biden, the Joe Biden, Jim Carrey thing. How, you know, first of all, since Jim Carrey did Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live, nobody's really seen Jim Carrey. Is he playing? Is he playing Joe Biden on television? You know, um, is it a complete deep fake? Is right. Joe Biden a complete deep fake? Are, are he are he is he several different people in several different masks? Uh, Nancy Pelosi a couple days ago in that one video of her, somebody took a shot of of her face, and it definitely looks like a person wearing a mask, a Nancy Pelosi mask. There's the video of Dr. Fauci talking on. Some news channels, you know, CNN or, or a 2020 or something like that. And you can see right above the collar of his shirt, there's separation um, between what looks like the bottom of a mask and somebody's neck. And people are like, well, that's just, you know, his, his skin flap, his dewlap, because he's old and, and wrinkly. But it doesn't go that horizontal, that much, that horizontal. You know, I mean, just your humans yeah, don't do that. Yeah, it doesn't look like that, right? It looked like a plastic mask. 
So what do we make of what do we make of all this kind of stuff? Astro. Um yeah, I think you know, Biden the heck knows, man. Could he, um I it's definitely there could be body doubles. I mean, think about Stalin, um, all these the other major leaders and all the body doubles they had, Saddam. Right. Um I don't know what the protocol is in the United States, but you know, we're the largest empires, I guess, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there should be body doubles you would think, but it doesn't really, uh, go with the kind of the American culture, at least to admit it, you know? Right. Also, don't forget at one point, let me see if I still have this pulled up at one point, Barack Obama said he would do a third term. If he could just like sit in his basement in his pajamas and tell somebody in an earpiece what to do? I believe that could be happening. I mean, uh, and you know, people love to flaunt uh, the truth in a joke like that. Mm-hmm. See him sitting there. Right, right. It's I, I didn't know he said that. I, yeah. I vaguely remember him saying that, actually, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually, let me, let me look that up. It was Obama quote. I've got it right here. Yeah, read it. Yeah. He said, um, and I've said this before, people would ask me, knowing what you know now, do you wish he had a third term? He's, and uh, I used to say, if I could make an arrangement where I had a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats looking through the stuff, I could sort of deliver the lines, but someone else was doing all of the talking ceremony. I'd be fine with that, because I found the work fascinating. He found the I work do not of being miss president having to wear a tie every day. Wow, so relatable. As as for the uh, facial prosthetic or, or like mask, I don't know why Biden would be wearing the mask. You know, it doesn't make sense to me. So it would have to be like a stand-in, I guess, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. It would be a right. stand-in. So I don't. I don't honestly. Well, and he very and he very clearly remember that picture of of the ears, the ears and the upper neck uh, from right. recent about Biden. Right. And I posted the, I reposted the Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, Jim Carrey pictures in this call. Yeah, look at those pictures. And there's the Nancy Pelosi picture. Those eyes don't look natural. That face doesn't look natural. That doesn't look real. Well, I mean, plastic surgery, right? Yeah, but it doesn't look nah, like plastic for Nancy surgery. Pelosi. Look at that, though, dude. That looks like, you know, look at that, man. That's like eyelids within another set of eyelids. Yeah, it definitely looks like eyes within a, a set of eyes and a mask. Like, it's oh, very, I see it now. Yeah, uh, yeah, that is kind of weird. Very. Yeah, weird. I showed that to my dad this past weekend. He was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Yeah, it's very, very weird, and it's not natural. It's not normal. And then again, and people are like, "Oh, look at the." Look at the earrings. It's an M for mask. I'm like, no, it's not an M for mask. I mean, it could be, but it's probably not. I mean, yeah, pro- probably not. I mean, M for a Moloch. <laughs> right, M there for Moloch. Go. More, more likely. More likely that Jack. More likely that. But um, yeah. I mean, they're making it harder and harder. Like, look at the ear. Look at the ear on 
Okay, look at above. Oh, I'm sorry. That's why you're looking at the ear. Look at the ear above the earring. Holy shit, what the hell is that? Yeah, I... That does not happen just with saggy, wrinkly old earlobes. That's not an ear. That looks like... That looks like an angry proboscis monkey. You know? If you look, like, there's the ear, and then the top is, like, the brown hair, and then the whole pink thing in the middle is his face. And he's making a mad face, right? Like... (laughs) Is it just me? Even the eye, like, the bottom picture of the eye, it just... Yeah, it just looks... It looks like a creepy mouth when looks when paired with really, the, uh, really the two creepy, eyes above yeah. it. It looks like the, like something out of the like prototype for the Sarlacc pit. Ugh. It's just weird. And then, of course, you have Jim Carrey that looks just like Joe Biden. I mean, even the wrinkles, the way the eyes wrinkle. You know, the nose... The dimples, it's easily done. The makeup's easily done. I'm not saying it is Jim Carrey. The flap down on his left eye. Yeah, yeah, the flap, yeah. I'm not saying that it is is him. I'm also not saying that it isn't. Like, But bear in mind, uh, he was in a movie called The Mask. Right, right, right. And, of course, there's that. Yeah, I think it's somebody else playing him, obviously. I think it's probably a no-name. Somebody that could die and wouldn't be missed. Right, but the, Jim Carrey, but the Jim Carrey um, aspect of it is very much interesting. You know, you had, um, was it Ace Ventura with all the all the uh, disguise work too, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. So. And of course, The Mask. Yeah, Jack, The Mask. His very first, his first big one. Where he did all the acting, all the the all that pratfall type stuff, all that really you know big. Where he could have done the uh, the the Joe Biden falling up the steps. Like I said the other day, Jim Carrey could have pulled that off. Nobody cared who he was until they put on the mask. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, what else we got? What else we got for news? Anything? Anything? Anything else? Uh, you were going to talk about your nine eleven story. Oh yeah, I mentioned I, right. I mentioned nine eleven at work, and apparently there's a guy. He's a, he's a pipe fitter. He's a New Yorker. I saw the planes go right over me going up the Hudson. He saw the planes, Did guys. He? he saw the planes. My kids. My kids went to, to school. Digital video? My kids went to school and they, you know, friends of theirs, their parents died. Their parents died in that, you know. Oh, boy. Kids who went to my See, kids' school's it, parents died. I said this on the last 9-11, and I think, I think we all agree. If somebody died from, let's say, rubble, because they did destroy, they did cause physical destruction, right? Sure. We all agree on that? Sure. Some, yes. I mean, uh, that whole area was closed down. I'm pretty sure that, like, if anybody was killed, it was a homeless person sleeping under a bush, but okay. Right. But if there was anything, like, tangentially related to it, then fine. But all these stories, no, you're making it up. You are making it up to elicit an emotional response and to win an argument or what you think is an argument. 
yeah, what it always all the stuff, is. all the stuff that this guy all, he saw, and then it was funny. Like I caught him in like three lies in his story. I just didn't say anything. I, I, I oh boy, you know, it was one of those. I just didn't, and everybody was like looking at me because they knew. I just didn't say anything. I'm like not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ruin this man's day. Yeah, when stuff like that comes up at work, I just. I usually just go outside for a break or something because I really yeah. just don't want to get into that conversation. Oh, he official narrated the whole thing, you know. Oh, what did I say? I oh, know what was it? Oh, we were we were talking about something. And I was like, yeah, you know how because like a goose, how how a goose can take out an airliner. You ever see what a goose does to the nose cone of an airplane? It was like, yeah, it's really fucked up. I was like, but apparently, but apparently those those smushy nose cones can take out two buildings three buildings and I, I you know jokingly said three like and, and this guy was like well it really wasn't the planes it was the uh the fuel which is why they hijacked those particular airliners because they knew that they had to go all the way across country so they knew that they needed that much gasoline to soak the building in which they had uh, caused the burning uh so these not only were these goat fuckers uh pilots but they were also uh, f- fire engineers too so there's that Oh, he went full. This guy went full jet fuel melt steel beams on me. And I had to hold my You should uh, Did- you should jet fuel pill him. Like not not jet fuel in relation to 911, but the jet fuel just in general that's supposedly on planes like the amount that we're told and how it doesn't fit. I yeah. I I didn't. I was like, "Really?" So and I just stopped. I could see where he was going. He was getting himself worked up. His face started to turn pink. He's from New York. Did you have to call 911? It, it sounds like he was going to overdose on copium. It was bad. It was bad. So what is this? What is this? This Martian helicopter? No, no, no air. First helicopter to ever defy physics twice because like helicopters basically defy physics as it is and this one did it on mars where there's no air so it double defies physics yeah pretty much they're just doing insane things aren't they i love technology yeah it's flown over the uh, perseverance rover on mars but apparently uh the atmospheric differences and I guess the, what is it, the densities of the air on Mars or what air exists on Mars. Right. Um, I guess there's only 1% is making of- it harder this time of year. So they can't do a Christmas flight, apparently. Oh, no. No Christmas flight of the Perseverance's helicopter. What's it called? The Ingenuity. Should be called the Bootstrap. Right. Well, ingenuity, bootstraps, there you go. That's true, yeah. Just spin the bootstraps even harder. That's what they're saying. Literally. 2,800 uh, RPM. Spin the rotors. Yeah. Could cause the tips of the rotor blades to encounter the air at nearly 0.8 Mach. That is 80% the speed of sound on Mars. The speed of sound on Mars is somewhat lower than what we're used to, about three quarters the speed of sound on Earth. So at 80% the speed of sound on Mars. So it's 80% of 75%. 80% of 75%? Yeah. 
50, 60 something percent? Yeah, like 60. 60%. Like 60%. Okay. So, yes. So, yeah. So, the speed of sound on Mars. Oh, I'm sorry. So, these, these blades spin at approximately. 60% 60% of the speed of sound on Earth. Yes, there we go. All right, I got the math correct in my head there. Took me a second. See see how, see how dumb that was, how hard that was to figure out? Like, that's the kind of fucking math they give you. At 80% the speed of sound on Mars, which is 0.8 Mach, but the speed of Mars is about three quarters the speed of sound on Earth. Okay, so you got to do another math problem to get to the and people are like that's way too much math wow this thing is fast you know well you're not a scientist johnny so oh right right we shouldn't just be we shouldn't be talking about this anyway all right we don't have the magical letters the scientists are going to spin it faster and it's going to work right not only do these guys like you know like most people that you're not allowed to have conversations with because they have the special letters behind their name they have a capital and a lowercase these people oftentimes have a capital, a lowercase, and a second capital. P-H-D, capital P, small h, capital D. Right? Is that how it goes? It means they put the work in and you should trust them. Yes. Isn't you have to pay $200,000. Am I right? Am I, or am I being stupid here? Am I just making stuff up as I go along? A little column A, column B, why not both? Who cares? Yeah. Listen, you, you and your little science, you and your science uh, acronym. It's also tiresome. It very much is. Yeah, it is. No, capital, it is. It is. The... It is capital P, small H, capital D. I was correct. Yes, you are correct. Oh, that's what you were wondering. Yes, you were correct. Yeah, they see. They're even more special than just an MD. You know, it's two of the same letters. These are PhD. The H is the extra letter, therefore signifying extra specialness that you don't have and you can't understand this math. The PH in PhD is for the balance of copium in their blood. It is for actually. PH for the phoniness of their doctorate. There you go. Yes, PhD actually, you know, it stands for phony doctorate. Few people know this. Phony doctor. Phony doctor. Source, just trust me, bro. Source, I just made it up. <laughs> uh, so NASA. Love it. All right, we got NASA in. We got Lone Scum in. We got Grimes in. Got Blorigin in. Bezos. Yep. Blue Blorigin. <laughs> Blorigin. Blorigin. Like Blormph. Uh, Melania is the dude. What else? What else? What else? I don't know. Good show, guys. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for coming on, Astro. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll try and be prepared next time. Yeah, absolutely. It's no big deal, dude. It happens. You know, it was a little short notice. Uh, We will be back this weekend with another Spooktober, October spooky episode. Uh, I think think we've got a cryptid episode for you this weekend, so stay tuned. All right, Jack has. Yes, it will be fun. Yes, definitely. Jack, you've got a Necronormicon for us. This one is another one from Uncle Ted. 
Yes, over socialization part two. Over socialization part two. We're gonna get out of here. We'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. Welcome to the Necronormicon. Today we'll be continuing part two of Over Socialization by Theodore Kaczynski. The leftist of the over socialized type tries to get off his psychological leash and assert his autonomy by rebelling but usually he is not strong enough to rebel against the most basic values of society. Generally speaking, the goals of today's leftists are not in conflict with the accepted morality. On the contrary, the left takes an accepted moral principle, adopts it as its own, and then accuses mainstream society of violating that principle. Examples, racial equality, equality of the sexes, helping poor people, peace as opposed to war, Nonviolence generally, freedom of expression, kindness to animals. More fundamentally, the duty of the individual to serve society and the duty of society to take care of the individual. All these have been deeply rooted values of our society, or at least of its middle and upper class, for a long time. These values are explicitly or implicitly expressed or presupposed in most of the material presented to us by the mainstream communications media and the educational system. Leftists, especially those of the over-socialized type, usually do not rebel against these principles, but justify their hostility to society by claiming, with some degree of truth, that society is not living up to these principles. Here's an illustration of the way in which over-socialized leftists show his real attachment to the conventional attitudes of our society while pretending to be in rebellion against it. Many leftists push for affirmative action, moving black people into high prestige jobs for improved education in black school and more money for such schools. The way of life of the black underclass they regard as a social disgrace. They want to integrate the black man into the system, make him a business executive, a lawyer, a scientist, just like upper middle class white people. The leftists will reply that the last thing they want is to make the black man into a copy of the white man. Instead, they want to preserve African-American culture. But in what does this preservation of African-American culture consist? It can hardly consist in anything more than eating black-style food, listening to black-style music, wearing black-style clothing, and going to black-style church or mosque. In other words, it can express itself only in superficial matters. In all essential respects, most leftists of the over-socialized type want to make the black man conform to white, middle-class ideals. They want to make him study technical subjects, become an executive or a scientist, spend his life climbing the status ladder to prove that black people are as good as white. They want to make black fathers responsible. They want black gangs to become nonviolent, etc. But these are exactly the values of the industrial technological system. This system couldn't care less what kind of music a man listens to, what kind of clothes he wears, or what religion he believes in. As long as he studies in school, holds a respectable job, climbs the status ladder, is a responsible parent, is nonviolent, and so forth. In effect, however, he may deny it. The over-socialized leftist wants to integrate the black man into the system and make him adopt its values. We certainly do not claim that leftists, even of the over-socialized type, never rebel against the fundamental values of our society. Clearly, they sometimes do. Some over-socialized leftists have gone so far as to rebel against one of modern society's most important principles by engaging in physical violence. By their own account, violence is for them 
a form of liberation. In other words, by committing violence, they break through the psychological restraints that have been trained into them. Because they are over-socialized, these restraints have been more confining for them than for others. Hence their need to break free of them. But they usually justify the rebellion in terms of mainstream values. If they engage in violence, they claim to be fighting against racism or the like. We realize that many objections could be raised to the foregoing thumbnail sketch of leftist psychology. The real situation is complex, and anything like a complete description of it would take several volumes, even if the necessary data were available. We claim only to have indicated very roughly the two most important tendencies in the psychology of modern leftism. The problems of the leftists are indicative of the problems of our society as a whole. Low self-esteem, depressive tendencies, and defeatism are not restricted to the left, though they are especially noticeable in the left. They are widespread in our society, and today's society tries to socialize us to a greater extent than any previous society. We are even told by experts how to eat, how to exercise, how to make love, how to raise our kids, and so forth. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed.